Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? I'm so excited. That's why I'm all frazzled getting ready for the show. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television or the ESPN MT app, uh, just got my stuff all set up. Sorry uh, if you watched me, you know, plug in the computer, get the papers all organized. But it's been a great day so far. It's going to be a great show, and it's going to be a great evening as well. This is why we live in Montana. That's why I make my home here in the Garden City in Missoula, you're listening to Nuanas Now, Montana's da- favorite daily sports talk show. We do this every single weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Or, as I mentioned, if you're watching SWX Montana Television or the ESPN MT app, ton to get to today. The NBA Finals are in the books, so we'll break that down right off the top here. We also got our Big Sky Spotlight. The Big Sky Conference's all-sports trophy is out for both the men's and women's side of things. Montana State, the winner on the men's side of things. The Bobcat women finished second. The Grizz men seventh. The Grizz women last. What does it all mean? And what? Uh, where are we at within the recent history uh, of the rivalry? We do that as part of our Big Sky breakdown uh, here in about 15 minutes. We also have our Treasure State Stars for the week, decorated with a bunch of the top uh, all-star game performances, both basketball as well as football, and some track as well. And we're going to talk a lot about baseball because I can't get it out of my head. I can't believe that I got the fever again. Hour number two, a jam-packed hour number two again. uh, Justin Angle, the business angle, the overlay between business and sports, one of our... uh, 
the gift that hasn't stopped giving when it comes to that concept, business and sports, has been the existence of the creation of the Live Golf Tour. Well, now the Live and the PGA are merging. What does it all mean? Also, why is it that Nikola Djokic, Novak Djokovic, two of the best athletes on the planet, both from Serbia, a country of less than 7 million people, both outstanding at their craft, proven winners now, especially after the Nuggets' first ever NBA title sealed last night with a gentleman's sweep clinched in Denver. Why is it, though, that still, for whatever reason, people aren't glomming on to Jokic and Djokovic? What is it about those guys? What is it about uh, where they come from that, that impacts the way that we think about them collectively, cumulatively? 5.30. Also looking forward to this. Reed Harris. He's a senior at Great Falls High, recent graduate of Great Falls High. He's a Boston College-bound uh, football prospect. He is also uh, one of the top track athletes uh, in the state of Montana as well, the state champion in the 200 meters uh, so we'll hear from Reed Harris as part of our senior spotlight. Very much looking forward to uh, catching up with Reed. We've talked about him a lot on this show. I've watched him compete at Marty Mordenweg's quarterback camp the last two years. Followed his track stuff, watched him in football. We never actually interviewed him. So I'm excited to talk to the young man and excited to have him on the show, a continuation of our senior spotlight, which are the best uh, male and female athletes from the high school ranks uh, that were seniors this past calendar year. So uh, looking forward to uh, that. We have a couple other fun uh, senior spotlight subjects coming up later on this week. One confirmed that I can totally tell you uh, all about on Thursday, Lane Kearns of the Hamilton Bronx girls basketball team. Uh, she'll join us. She's a Seattle Pacific commit. Uh, so that'll be an extension of our senior spotlight as well. And uh, we're also going to hear from Layla Bauman of Billings West coming up probably later on this week as well. She was the point guard there uh, for the West High Golden Bears, the uh, top uh, finisher, the the state champion, in fact, uh, at the Class AA level. So more senior spotlight stuff coming up this week and throughout the rest of the summer. That's your show outlook. It is Nuwana's Now here on ESPN Radio. Tommy's looking dapper today. We'll see how busy he is. I'm always telling him all the things that we need him to fix, and he's the only guy that can fix anything around here. So uh, he may join us for the last segment of the show. He may not. It doesn't really uh, impact us either way. It's always fun having Tommy on the show. I just see him walk by, and I know he's kind of listening <laughs> as we uh, tell you what's going on here uh, on your Tuesday. What about all the free stuff? That's what you're here for. It's Tag Tuesday, Taglieri Tuesday, giving you a $25 gift card to Taglieri, the best sandwiches in the state of Montana. You don't believe me? Ask the Food Network. Ask uh, People Magazine. They are well-decorated, well-known, and uh, as consistently good as any spot in the Garden City. So tune in. We got some free tag coming up for you about 4.30 as well. You want to stream the show, 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, you want to win some tag, or you want to be a part of the conversation, hit us up, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. The NBA Finals wrapped up last night. But here's what the last day or I guess probably the last handful of days has done to my brain. I I basically went to the 21st century version of the Sandlot on Friday night in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Uh, we were there visiting some friends. 
they were I happened to be at a neighborhood baseball game just up the way from where they live when we were on our way to their house. So they said, hey, we're caught up in this baseball game. Our friend is pitching. Come on over here, and then we'll go to our house when it's done. So I was like, okay, cool. We can go watch some baseball for 20 minutes. It's a beautiful night. So we did that, and uh, I watched this awesome baseball game. I say 21st century version of the Sandlot <laughs> because it was so uh, Americana and quintessential, and the kids were so good, and they were so into it and so enthusiastic. And I thought to myself, man, what what a cool thing, just watching the sunset in a tiny little Midwestern town uh, with, you know, these kids just playing for the joy of the game. It was just uh, it was a sort of a symbolic moment for me. Well, then I got to go to my first big league baseball game uh, in several years. Got to check out the Milwaukee Brewers Park for the first time ever. And so that got my baseball fever going a little bit. We're diving squarely into the paddlehead season, so that's super cool. And... Uh, so we'll have Paddleheads games on pretty much every night of the week all summer long. Jeff Safford back in the saddle. Appreciate Andrew Houghton for pinch hitting this last weekend. Andrew did a great job. Jeff's one of the best in the biz. So we're lucky to have uh, a lot of great people to, to uh, give you some content, some broadcasting here on ESPN Radio. Um, but we'll have Paddleheads uh, broadcast each and every night. We also have some Paddleheads tickets uh, coming up here uh, in just a minute. And then yesterday, Andrew and I had a spirited conversation uh, just about a variety of different baseball things. But the one I can't get over, Andrew, we'll, we'll come back to this here in, in just a minute, but um, is our conversation about center fielders. And I, I'm just stuck on this, but that, we don't have to discuss or hash this out right now. I just got to tell you, uh, thank you, first of all, for helping reinvigorate my uh, my my inspiration to talk about baseball, and uh, I got it. I got the fever right now. I'm feeling baseball. I was even craving going to the Paddleheads game tonight, but the reason it's going to be a great night is I'm doing one of the only things I enjoy even more than that. I'm going out to the Kettlehouse Amphitheater, debut show of the season, baby, going out there to the Dirty Heads and uh, G-Love and Special Sauce concert, kicking it with our guy Rajim, uh, who hopefully will join us later on this week. Uh, but it's a it's a beautiful night in Missoula, and... Uh, so go do something fun, whether it's out there at the Amp or at the Paddleheads game. We'll give you some Paddleheads tickets. But I got the baseball fever. Thanks for uh, helping reinvigorate my uh, my at least uh, my wheels turning when it comes to thinking about baseball. Yeah, no problem. Uh, happy to do it. I'll talk baseball uh, all summer long. I don't care. I, I did some polling about center fielders and their, their legacies. Uh, so I have some feedback for us because you and I both were sort of uh, wondering off air about guys like Jim Edmonds and Andrew Jones and um, Kenny Lofton. Where do they actually fit in the hierarchy of center fielders? It'll be fun to rehash it. But uh, Top of the second hour, right? Yeah, uh, top of the second hour. Here we go. Um, if you want panelists tickets, call us right now. 406-888-1029. That's 888 Caller number three, we got a pair of Paddleheads tickets for you to tonight's game there uh, down there at Ogren Park at Allegiance Field. So call right now, uh, 406-888-1029. Caller number three, we got it for you. The NBA Finals comes to a conclusion last night. The game itself was not pretty. You had to expect that out of Miami, uh, given that they were on the ropes. They were playing on what was this season the toughest home court to play on in the NBA. And they had their backs against the wall. The Heat were down 3-1 to one going into last night. And the series ended last night 
For the first time in 47 years, the Denver Nuggets, the champions of the National Basketball Association, the 46 full seasons without a championship before your first one, an NBA record until the Nuggets won the title last night. The previous long wait for a title was the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, who waited 45 years. The third longest wait, the Detroit Pistons. They were around for 40 years before they won their first title uh, there in 1989. So some history for you, and certainly history made uh, by the Nugs. Denver went 34-7 and during uh, the regular season at home, and they continued that home court advantage. That's why it was shocking when the Heat won in Denver in Game 2. I believe that was the, the lone uh, home playoff loss for Denver during this great run. And uh, for the Heat to even the series just for a moment, uh, an impressive effort. But for the Nuggets to then slam the door and win three in a row and win going away, earn the gentleman's sweep. Uh, at this point now, it's undeniable who the best player in the world is. And I think people are sort of struggling to grapple with it. I think everybody knows how good Nikola Jokic is. I think they know how much he impacts a game, uh, how many different ways he impacts a game. I mean, statistically, this was the greatest playoff run in the history of basketball. I don't know how you can argue that. He's the first player in NBA history to lead the playoffs in scoring, rebounding, and assists. He also led the NBA Finals in rebounding, scoring, and assists. Last night, uh, he takes it home with a 28.16 rebound, four assist performance. And he is named the uh, the NBA Finals MVP. So um, for a guy to, first of all, win, the, win a Finals MVP after going back-to-back as a regular season MVP, now you're in rare air. I mean, you're, you're talking about guys like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and, and Bill Russell is like the only guys to ever do this. I'm sure there's a little bit more of a comprehensive list than that. But, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal never won back-to-back MVPs. Shaq only has one MVP. Kobe Bryant never won back-to-back MVPs. He only has one MVP. How many MVPs does Dirk have? I think Dirk, only, Dirk Nowitzki only has one MVP. I mean, you're talking, you're already in rare air. I think there's been eight players to ever go back-to-back in the MVP. Uh, Jokic is one of them. Then you add on top of that a finals MVP right after those two um, regular season MVPs, and you, you stack on top of that, I think four straight now, first team all NBA nods for Nikola Jokic. And again, how can you possibly deny what, you know, we, we love all these different analytics and shooting percentages and true shooting percentages and all that. What are the three most prestigious and important statistics in basketball? Scoring, rebounding, and assists. No one, and I said no one, has ever led the entire NBA playoffs in all three categories until this man just did it. It's unbelievable. I know he is not this brash, marketable superstar like has become so in vogue in the NBA. But I do think it's telling that two of the most workmanlike superstars in the league were leading the last two uh, teams standing. Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler for the Heat. I do think that's indicative of the, the time and place right now in the NBA. You can have your brand. You know, you can manipulate the system. You can try to control your narrative, control your miles on the tires, you know, control your minutes, control your brand. Hey, you can be wildly successful doing that. There's several guys that are big, some of the biggest stars in the NBA. I'm looking at you, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, that don't even really play in games lately, and they still get so many different headlines. 
Jokic is none of that. He's not LeBron James. He's not Michael Jordan. He's not Magic Johnson. There isn't a Madison Avenue smile. There isn't this, you know, this guy's going to sell us billions of dollars of shoes. There is no Tiger Woods campaign covering, coming for this guy. None of that matters, though. The dude is one of the, the great silent assassins in pro sports history. His demeanor, how big of a just killer he is in terms of just taking your will, his drive, his focus, the, the, the lack of emotion that he plays with is one of his biggest advantages. And I think at this point, it's not only that we can't deny that he is the best basketball player on the planet Earth right now, but you have to start talking about this guy as one of the greatest players ever. And I know that that seems prisoner of the moment, but you can't find players that have the statistics like this guy has. In the finals... This guy averaged, you talk about, Bill Simmons calls it the, the uh, club 42. Your point, your average points per game, your average rebounds per game, and your average assists per game. If, you, if those three total up to be 42 or higher, you're operating at an all-time great level. Well, Jokic was in the 50 club during this NBA Finals. I believe the only other guy to do that in the NBA or ABA era was Julius Irving in his last ABA championship series. That's ridiculous. Not even Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or Larry Bird has done this. So, I mean, at this point, you have to. I guess the the measure of true greatness for me, Andrew, is this. If Jokic, if his career was to end tomorrow, was he transcendent enough to still be a first ballot Hall of Famer? And after last night and after these last two weeks, the answer is unequivocally yes, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, two MVPs, you're going to get there anyway. For sure. But it's crazy just how much, I mean, a title moves you up more than anything in the historical rankings. And I think you you could say, I mean, the top five centers of all time is a tough group to break into, but he's right below those guys now. Two MVPs, one title. I mean, those are the things that you can't really argue about. Even all-star appearances, first-team All-NBA, scoring titles, stats, etc., etc., you can argue against those things. Two MVPs, one NBA title, those are just, there's no counter to that. There's no counter to that. That's right. You are in, in rare air, uh, no doubt about it. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. I mean, to put it in perspective what it takes to win back-to-back MVPs, I don't even think Wilt Chamberlain won back-to-back MVPs. I'm trying to think just off the top of my head. Back-to-back MVPs. I definitely know Larry Bird won three in a row. Well, Coulter, I got the list for you right here. I'm on basketball reference. Let me see who I can knock off for sure. I know Steve Nash is a part of this group because he is the biggest outlier in this group. He certainly won back-to-back MVPs. That is correct. Uh, Larry Bird is certainly on this list. Michael Jordan is certainly on this list. Uh, Magic Johnson, I believe, is certainly on this list. He is. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Uh, 76 and 77. 76 and 77 back-to-back with the Bucks. So that's five. I believe that there was seven or eight. Jokic is on there, so that's six. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, did Giannis win back? Well, LeBron James won four out of five, so he had to have gone back-to-back during that time. He went back-to-back twice. Did, did LeBron, or excuse me, did Giannis Antetokounmpo win back-to-back MVP? Giannis won back-to-back before the Jokic before back-to-back Jokic, years. Right, okay. Uh, and am I missing anybody? Is there anybody that I did you not? You are name? missing. Uh, you're missing multiple players. I think the okay. number that you had on this was wrong. You've okay. got 
you got a, several more guys to go. More than two more guys to go. Did Wilt do it? I don't think Wilt did it. Wilt did it in 66 oh, and 67. Okay, so early on during the Philadelphia Warriors days. Okay, yeah. Yep. That's right. Okay. Did Russell win back-to-back MVPs? Russell won three straight here, 61, 62, and 63. Okay. Um, I mean, still, we're, t- we're, we're naming the 10 best players of all time. I mean, Kobe Bryant did not win back-to-back MVPs. Shaq did not win back-to-back MVPs. Dirk did not win back-to-back MVPs. Dwayne Wade did not win back-to-back. Dwayne Wade win, won no MVPs, I believe. Yeah, you're missing one contemporary guy. Contemporary guy, Stephen Curry. Yes. Yeah, okay. That uh, I knew if you walked me through it, I could You're get missing there. one early 2000s guy, and you're missing one 80s guy. Early 2000s guy and an 80s guy. The 80s guy. Moses Malone. Correct. Yep. Yeah, uh, well done. That's early 1980s for sure. Yep. Uh, and then the 2000s, if it's not Nash and it's not Dirk, it, and it's, let's see, um, Carl Malone? Carl Malone did not win. He won multiple MVPs, but I did not think he went back to back. Carl Malone won in 97 and 99. Okay, so almost, but did not. Okay, give me the one I'm missing. Timmy D. Oh, Tim Duncan, of course. See, talking about understated guys who are just absolutely, like, all-time greatest players. Uh, Jokic reminds me of... I'm not comparing their personalities, because I th- I do think Tim Duncan was subdued intentionally and probably a lot more silly and fun than what his sort of persona was to the media. And I do I do think that Jokic is being real. I mean, if you watched last night, first of all, what a display of sportsmanship from Jokic. He made sure to shake the hands of and even console most of the Miami Heat players and coaches before he started celebrating. Uh, I also thought his cool demeanor was perhaps best summed up by the fact that he held his toddler daughter for the duration of the trophy ceremonies and the interviews, and she had no reaction other than to just sit there calmly and take it all in. You could just tell she trusted her father so much. She had no idea what was going on, but she was very pleasant and wide-eyed just looking around. I thought it was so indicative of what his personality is like. And then you saw him in the post-game press conferences, first of all, on the sidelines, you know, Lisa Salters asked him about it. He said, we completed our task. We finished our mission. Now I can go home. And then in the post-game press conference, somebody asked him about what sort of emotions he thought he would be feeling during the celebration parade. <laughs> and he he does a triple take and looks over somebody. And I shouldn't laugh because he was authentically sad in this moment. He says, when is the parade? Oh, it's, we can't be later this week. I have to go home. You could tell that the guy, uh, sort of his steady demeanor is, is it's one of a kind right now uh, in the NBA. But that's what this Nuggets team reminded me of, Andrew, is those Spurs teams. And I, I know that there's not direct crossovers between the, the personnel, but it's not a mistake that Mike Malone, Michael Malone, the Denver Nuggets head coach, is a Greg Popovich disciple, and that this team played a very team-oriented spread style of basketball predicated on ball movement and also predicated on the unselfishness of their centerpiece uh, in their center, uh, Nikola Jokic. Well, and also what what stuck out to me the most about Michael Malone and the way he interacted with the media and even in sort of the post-game trophy ceremony last night, very Greg Popovichian focus on the ultimate goal, right? You know, they go up 2-1 in the series. They go up 3-1 in the series. What was he saying in those post-game press conferences every night? He was saying, well, no, look, we want to be better next game. After the Heat come back in the, um, or maybe this was even in the Lakers series, but they were getting, 
they're winning games, but they were getting outscored in the fourth quarters early in one of these series. And they were winning game three or game four, and he's in the huddle talking about, guys, they've won the fourth quarter in all of these series. So even though we're up 10, we're up 12, we've got some some room here. We want to win this fourth quarter. They're up 3-1 in the NBA Finals. We need to finish out this game five, right? And even in the post-game ceremony last night, we're not done, right? We're turning our focus to getting more now. It's nice to have. I mean, he said this probably 15 minutes after the final buzzer. It's uh, He is so atypical, and that's what makes it great. Thanks to Sportsbet Montana for their continued uh, support of us, a variety of different professional sports conversations. They were the presenting sponsor of all of our NBA talk throughout the last several months, and uh, we appreciate them for being involved with us. And uh, don't worry, Sportsbet Montana, I got some new ideas for you. I know we got a call on Thursday. I got some new stuff for you. Don't worry, the U.S. Open's coming up this weekend. Also, the Open Championship, uh, formerly known as the British Open, also coming up. Some other fun golf stuff. So, hopefully, uh, Sportsbet Montana's buying what I'm selling, if you know what I'm saying. It is Nuwana's Now on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Time for our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Dave is a seasoned and impressive litigator one of the top courtroom lawyers in the state of Montana. To see how his firm can help you, whether you're in need of criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, visit BigSkyDefender.com. The all sports trophies were announced, uh, I guess, late last week. This is a compilation, a scoring system, of all of the sports offered by the Big Sky Conference. Now, Now, to put that... Into perspective, rodeo, for example, which is something that both Montana and Montana State are very good at. Montana State, a nationally elite rodeo program. They are now athletic department sports, but they're not offered by the big sky. So those sports don't count in this scoring. It's the same thing with skiing. Montana State has both alpine and Nordic skiing. Totally different governing body. It's not even NCAA or big sky conference. So those don't count either. So these scores are based on all of the sports that are offered in the Big Sky Conference by all the Big Sky Conference schools. So there's 10 schools that participate in the All Sports Trophy. And so uh, in All Sports Trophy uh, standings, uh, the final standings for men, Montana State narrowly edges out Northern Arizona for the All Sports Trophy in the Big Sky Conference. Weber State is a close third Idaho, a distant fourth, Sac State, fifth, Eastern Washington, sixth, Montana, seventh, Portland State, eighth, Idaho State, ninth, and uh, Northern Colorado, tenth. On the women's side, NAU's women run away with it, 8.6 their score. That's a full one and a half points higher than Montana State's women, but MSU's women do finish second. Sac State's women, third, Weber State's women, fourth. Portland State's women are fifth. Idaho's women are sixth. Eastern Washington, seventh. Northern Colorado, Idaho State, and then Montana, tenth and dead last in the women's Big Sky All Sports Trophy standings. Now, I I do know there's a few caveats here. First of all, there's a lot of people, great many people listening to this show that are saying, well, what the hell do we care about the All Sports Trophy? We just care about who wins in football and basketball. I think that thought is a little bit naive, but I also do understand where you're coming from. 
Obviously, football and men's and women's basketball have the biggest uh, exposure on them. But I think that these lists, uh, they're indicative for uh, several different reasons. First of all, for Montana State, that's a ton to celebrate. That's certainly worth celebrating um, just having that sort of uh, holistic and total contribution. But then the fact that it's buoyed and basically won by the fact that Montana State won the league in football, went undefeated in football, and that they won the Big Sky Tournament in men's basketball, it's like a double feather in your cap. You win the All-Sports Trophy, but you also have uh, the the uh, Great Divide Trophy sitting there after you beat the Grizzlies in football. Uh, you, you also swept them in basketball for the first time in 25 years. And you also have the, that Big Sky football banner hanging in the field house. So you have all the bragging rights of the MSU men when it comes to the All-Sports Trophy or any way you could prob- probably try to slice away the All-Sports Trophy. Now, on the women's side, uh, NAU has a stranglehold on this thing, but it's still pretty impressive that Montana State finished alone in second. If you're the Grizz, you, you can always say, okay, well, we we just want to focus on football and men's and women's basketball. But regardless of what you're investing in and not investing in, regardless of where you're at, I don't think it's acceptable to finish last. I, I do think you have to finish somewhere above last. So uh, progress to be made for sure uh, if you are the uh, Grizz Women's Athletic Department. Um, but I do think that they have a little momentum in, in several different sports. They've lost all the momentum that they once had in softball. That's sort of bizarre. I don't really know how that happened. But they do have a little momentum in women's track. I do think the track programs are improving on, on both sides at Montana. Remains to be seen what, about the Lady Grizz basketball program, but if you're talking about bringing in talent, Brian Holsinger has certainly brought in talent, and in year three, if he can get that talent to mesh, a Montana could be very, very good. I think they're going to be inarguably one of, if not the most talented teams in the Big Sky Conference women's hoops. So uh, maybe some upward momentum there. And volleyball is certainly on the right track. Allison Lawrence was the uh, coach of the year in uh, Big Sky Conference volleyball. Grizz had one of their great seasons of the 21st century uh, so certainly all all things pointing up, at least, in those respective areas. So maybe uh, a brighter horizon coming for the uh, Montana Women's Athletic Department. But uh, the men's side, a lot to celebrate there. Uh, if you are the Bobcat men, uh, that's certainly um, impressive, especially considering this is their second in a row. Two straight all-sports trophies. Uh in the big sky for the Bobcats and their seventh overall uh, in program history. Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. You need any sort of legal help, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, visit BigSkyDefender.com and see how Maldonado Law can help you. We got free sandwiches. Tag Tuesday plus Treasure State Stars next. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Oh! It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Hopefully you're feeling super fly like Curtis Mayfield. Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. Every Tuesday around here, we give you free Tagliari Deli. Tag's got two locations now. The new one's open on Wyoming Street, right there on the first floor of the Cognizant Building in the Sawmill District. So go check them out. The old one, still open. It's not even old. It's just the, uh, the original Tagliari now sitting there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, right next to the roundabout. Order online. You can pick up your sandwiches right when you go there. Just make sure you go to the right place. Uh, you don't want to order from Wyoming Street and go to Beckwith. You don't want to order from uh, Beckwith and Higgins and then go over to Wyoming Street. So just order online. Make sure you go to the one you ordered from. Boom. You got yourself some delicious sandwiches. Also check out their Old World Wine Selection and... Their pasta sauces, olive oils, all the great Italian goods that they have in there as well. We give you a chance to win 25 bucks from Tag every single Tuesday, including right now. Call 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number five. We got 25 bucks for you to Tag the area. It's Tag Tuesday every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. Every Tuesday, we also roll into our Treasure State Stars the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. So let's keep on rolling. Thursday Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union of Western Montana. They are an excellent place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State star number one, a young lady from Hamilton High School, Lane Kearns. She is bound for Seattle Pacific next year, but just had an outstanding weekend at the Montana-Wyoming uh, Midland Roundtable high school all-star basketball games. They played the first set of games on Friday uh, in Wyoming and the second set of games Saturday in Lockwood, Montana. And Montana, the the Montana All-Stars, absolutely obliterated Wyoming in uh, all of the contests. A clean sweep for the sixth year in a row by the the two um, Montana All-Star teams. And uh, they did it in a decided fashion. You're talking 40, 50-point wins on both sides. So very impressive. The girls' game, though, on Friday, got off to an inauspicious start for the Montana All-Stars. They were down 8 to nothing. Steve Keller, the head coach there, or excuse me, Wes Keller, the head coach of the girls' team, he does basically a full-sale line change and says, all right, five stars are out, new ones are in. Well, they answer with 16 straight points, and they closed the first quarter with a 23-9 lead, and Lane Kearns was the one who sparked that. She had 16 of her game-high 22 points in the first quarter. Uh, So the Hamilton High School senior 
uh, the spark for the uh, the Montana All Stars there uh, in Wyoming. Lane Kearns, by the way, will join us on Thursday at four fifteen for our senior spotlights. So very much looking forward to uh, catching up with her. Treasure State start number two, Royce Robinson, Fergus County High School. He was our uh, vertical raise and ESPN MT. Class A Boys Basketball Player of the Year after leading Lewistown to their uh, undefeated season and the Class A state title. He committed to Carroll College, but his recruitment is back open. Kurt Paulson resigned abruptly a couple weeks ago as the head coach for the Carroll College men's basketball team. So Royce Robinson back on the market. And uh, this this guy's going to make somebody pretty happy. He had 18 points in each of the two All-Star games, the leading scorer both Friday and Saturday night. Uh, so good job by Royce Robinson, and it'll be interesting to see uh, where he ends up uh, once the dust settles, now that his recruitment's back open. Treasure State star number three, Elise Abbey. She's from Laurel, Montana. She was the game-high scorer in the second game for the Montana girls against Wyoming. She had 13 points. She's Idaho State-bound, which is an interesting destination for a Montana prospect. She will certainly be one of our subjects on the Senior Spotlight, so stay tuned for that because I definitely want to get to the bottom of uh, how a girl from Laurel, Montana is going to go play for Seton Sopoleski in Pocatello, Idaho. I actually think that's a good fit. I, you know, First of all, Abby's a great player. She's one of the best players in Class A, certainly. Um, I also think that you know, sort of hard-nosed Eastern Montana kids fit really well both into Idaho State's system and also it's not going to be that crazy of a transition. I mean, when you really think about it, you know, Pocatello's a working class town. Laurel's a working class town. I don't. I mean, it's not that different culturally either. So, actually, maybe that's a, you know the start of something new. If Idaho State recruited Montana in a variety of sports, actually, I think that they could find players that maybe fit into Pocatello maybe better than a lot of the, the guys, the the, uh, the athletes, I should say, that they have recruited. Treasure State Star Number Four. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Seth Emmonrude. He's a Manhattan Christian product. And he had uh, 21 points in the second game on Saturday in Lockwood and it was one of the standouts for the duration. Uh, he helped lead Manhattan Christian to the Class C State Championship last year, and uh, he's a very, very talented young man as well. Trying to say star number five, there's been a lot of coaching movement, period, in the state of Montana at the collegiate level, but a lot in the Frontier Conference. The most recent move, Lindsey Woolley resigns as the head coach at Montana Western, he spent more than a decade there. Uh, he's a Missoula Big Sky product. I know a lot of people that are listening on the radio airwaves here in Western Montana. They certainly know Lindsey Woolley. They know his name. Uh, he also happened to be my JV high school basketball coach back in the Big Sky days, so I've known him my whole life. I know him better than any other coach in the Frontier by a lot just because we've known each other forever. And uh, so he and I have always kept in touch. And I wanted to wait to break this or, or you know, to talk about this until – it was official, but he resigns at Montana Western because he's taken a job as an assistant coach at Utah State. So um, for a guy that's been in coaching ranks for a really long time and has sort of been, uh, you know, I mean, he's done a hell of a job at Montana Western. He, he won a national championship there, multiple Frontier Conference titles. The Bulldogs have always been really competitive. They've done a great job of, of getting some of the best talent in the state of Montana for sure. But sometimes when you get in the Frontier and you have a lot of success, it's hard to get out of that little family. For some people, that's great. They don't care. They, they want to be on the frontier. It's great. But if you have an opportunity to move up 
And that's something you maybe have wanted to do. I think you got to take it. And that's, that's exactly what Coach Willie did. So uh, we'll catch up with Lindsey sometime uh, here this summer. But congratulations to an old friend and, and also just a great basketball coach uh, headed from Montana Western to Utah State. Treasure State star number six, how about Kai Stewart? He joined us last week on the show. He is a bare knuckles, now fighting champion, world champion. He also is now officially the youngest outright world champion in mixed martial arts history. He's only 22 years old. He's a Great Falls product. And uh, he defeated his opponent, Louis Lopez, on Friday night in Great Falls, in his hometown, to win the BFKC World Championship. Uh, Pretty cool for this young man. We're going to follow up with some of that bare knuckle stuff because it is a rapidly growing sport. There's also some premier Montanans that are participating in it. The leading one, Kai Stewart. Uh, we we helped promote this fight. We certainly did. We had Kai on the, the show, and we, we promoted it on social media and stuff as well. I was blown away by the interactions. I think it's very clear that a lot of you out there are very interested in this stuff. And uh, so we're going to we're gonna have some upcoming uh, sort of revitalization of our MMA coverage because I do think there's a lot of resources around the community. Myself, Andrew Houghton, we both follow it. A lot of our media friends follow it as a lot as well. I was talking with our old good buddy, Chad Dundas, who used to join us uh, pretty frequently here on Nuanas Now. And I want to reconnect with him as well. He's the co-host of the uh, co-main event podcast, one of the top uh, MMA podcasts in the country. So expect more MMA stuff coming because I, I have seen that you all out there really want that. You really res- It really resonates with you. Treasure State star number seven, how about Hayden Hanks? I can't wait to get more of the scoop on this, but this is pretty cool. He's a uh, Thompson Falls High School standout football player, and he recently committed to Boise State. So that's a huge jump. Thompson Falls has sort of um, shifted recently between Class B and Class C. I'm not actually sure where they're at in football right now. I think they're playing Class C eight-man right now. They've certainly won a Class C eight-man state championship recently, but either way, it's a huge jump for a small-town Montana kid to go to Boise State. So we'll follow up on that. I want to know more about Hayden Hanks and that uh, potential jump. Trying to say star number eight, how about Quinn Clark? He's a Bozeman Gallatin senior-to-be. Great football player, good basketball player, good track athlete. He went to a camp at Nebraska recently, and he left town, left Lincoln, with an offer. So uh, he had offers already from Montana and Montana State, but now Quinn Clark, uh, I think as a receiver, I mean, that's what he is in football. That's his his best position in football. But he has an offer now from the Nebraska Cornhuskers, so uh, interesting there. Treasure State star number nine, we couldn't get through another one without naming this kid's name one last time, or at least one last time as a Bobcat, uh, Duncan Hamilton. But also how about his uh, fellow Bozeman High alum, Camilla Noe, both of them, Bozeman High Products, who are running at Montana State, both of them All-Americans after their performances at the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships this last week in Austin, Texas. So congratulations to to two kids who ran up, uh, you know, uh, grew up, excuse me, running in Montana high school uh, track and field. At Treasure State Star number 10, all the local Cowboys and Cowgirls that are participating in the College National Finals Rodeo this week. We'll have more. Some some of the details, um, but there's a lot of local cowboys and cowgirls from a variety of schools uh, competing at the uh, the CNFR uh, this weekend. So we'll give you an update on uh, on all of those 
uh, when we can a, a little bit later on this week. Probably the most reputable or uh, no, newsworthy finish uh, as of today, the second day of the CNFR. Paige Rasmussen is one of the top cowgirls in the state. She's from Montana State. Uh, she was second in the goat tying. Uh, so certainly good for, for her uh, CNFR resume, and uh, we'll give you a full breakdown of that later on this week. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. I know you probably can't believe it, but I got baseball on the brain. I can't stop thinking about center fielders of my childhood. We'll rehash a conversation from yesterday next. Keep it right here. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. This is Nuana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. And all the discoveries I'm making in the world of music, you're going to have to listen to me talk about it. I had no idea that that song was an Al Green song originally and then became a Talking Heads song. I must say, love the Talking Heads. But that version's even sweeter. Welcome back to Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm trying to figure out the best way to show you the cards because sometimes I have these sweet cards that I want to show you guys, especially for those watching on the television or on the app. And uh, it's just hard because from back here, you can't really see them. But when I'm up close, it, it doesn't really work either. What I have here is a 1966 Don Drysdale card. Pretty cool. Appreciate whoever dropped that off. Sometimes we get random people that swing by here. And for those that follow along, uh, my my jobs here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, I got several different hats that I wear. But during the day, I'm oftentimes out and about either collecting interviews for this show, organizing this show, or selling advertising for this show. So a lot of times you guys stop by to our office. Appreciate you coming by, but I'm not here. So if you do bring something over to me to, to show me or show off to me or give to me or whatever, Leave a note so I at least know who it's from. But whoever gave me this Don Drysdale card, uh, pretty cool. I've had baseball stuck on the brain the last uh, probably about week or so. It's Nuan is now on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Part of this is because I I read the last the last folk hero about Bo Jackson, very prominently about baseball. We had this weeks-long discussion about folk heroes in America and in American sport. So then I read The Natural. I, I just you know, picked it up off the shelf and read like half of it one day. I actually misplaced it now. It's somewhere on this bookshelf over here, but I'm going to finish it. So that got the baseball wheels churning. We have a new baseball segment, Diamond Time, which we'll do every Thursday. Our good buddy Jeff Safford will contribute, as will Andrew Houghton and myself, Coulter Nuanas. And then yesterday, well, and then I went to a major league game on uh, Saturday in Milwaukee. And then yesterday we had a, a spirited and interesting conversation about um, a whole bunch of things in baseball, but specifically center fielders from our sort of cumulative generation. Now, here's sort of the, the, the broad uh, talking points so far. One, Ken Griffey Jr. I think is un- unquestionably the, the greatest center fielder of the modern generation of guys that, you know, finished their career over the last 25 to 30 years. I think Griffey's certainly the best, but I think Mike Trout is, you know, when his career is over, he will also be right there. But then all of the other great center fielders of the nineties and, and two thousands, 
there's a, a lot of great guys to remember. And none of them are in the Hall of Fame. So we were talking about the ways that the game has changed. But then we were also talking about just Hall of Fame resumes. The, the top center fielders that we were thinking about remembering, none of whom are in the Hall of Fame. I think yesterday we mentioned um, Kenny Lofton. We mentioned Andrew Jones. We mentioned Jim Edmonds. Um, I thought of a couple more from that similar generation. Ray, I'm not saying Ray Lankford's a Hall of Famer, but he was certainly a really good center fielder during that time. But then it got me thinking about what is it that makes center fielders have sort of a hard time getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Then I was talking about this with uh, Bill Lamberty, who's a sports information guy at Montana State and a guy who's a complete baseball junkie. And he was referencing that there's only 19 center fielders in the Hall of Fame, period. Andrew, though, the litmus test I came up with is, I think there's two guys that are good litmus tests for this conversation. Andre Dawson, who played for a variety of teams, probably most famously the Cubs, and Jim Rice, who played for the formative years of his career for the Boston Red Sox. Both of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. I also could make arguments as to why Andrew Jones and Jim Edmonds are not that much different than Andre Dawson, especially when you look at the numbers. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, this has been a big topic of conversation in the baseball world. I think Andre Dawson is a great point of comparison, right? Uh, You know, Jim Rice was more of a corner outfielder, but Andre Dawson had some really big, famous years uh, with the Cubs and also with the Montreal Expos. I just wonder if it's difficult for the contemporary guys to measure up due to, I mean, for most of baseball history, the best center fielder in the league or the couple best center fielders in the league were always an all-time, absolutely inner circle, Hall of Fame great. For sure. So when you have a guy like uh, Jim Edmonds or Kenny Lofton who's not quite as good as... Uh, you know, the guy from their generation would be Ken Griffey Jr. Right. Who's up there with, I mean, center fielder, probably pound for pound, man for man. The most famous, actually, like, completely and utterly incontrovertibly famous players for sure. in I mean, baseball history. To put, to put this in perspective, this is a, a fun website. It's called Baseball Egg. And they have the, the top 100 center fielders ranked. And this is based on career war. That's wins over replacement. Long peak war, which is their best seven seasons. Short peak war, which is their best three seasons. And then their prime war, which is their five best consecutive seasons. So these are very, very defined metrics. And when you slice it like that, here's how the top 10 center fielders of all time read. You're right. These guys all are amongst the greatest players, period, in baseball history. Willie Mays who, uh, you know, for my buddy, is probably on the the short list of guys you could argue in the top five baseball players ever. Mickey Mantle, who is certainly one of the great icons in the history of the game. Ty Cobb, who was absolutely the best player from the first 20 years of the 20th century. Mike Trout is number four, which speaks to the, the unbelievable accomplishments he's had so far in his career. Tris Speaker is number five. Ken Griffey Jr., number six. Joe DiMaggio, number seven. 
Then Oscar Charleston, who played from 1920 to 1941. I must say, I don't know much about Oscar Charleston. Turkey Stearns is also the, at number nine. That's uh, 1923 to 1940. Don't know much about him either. But then Duke Snyder, you get back to the familiar names. Duke Snyder, the great uh, Brooklyn Dodgers center fielder, uh, 1947 to 1964. Then we get into the contemporaries, though, and this is exactly what we were arguing about, Andrew. Number 11 on this list is Kenny Lofton. Above all those other guys that we just named, Carlos Beltran's another contemporary who uh, could get in. He also has some baggage attached to it. Andre Dawson is there at 13. But then here's our old buddy, Andrew Jones at 14. Jim Edmonds at 16. We got Richie Ashburn at 17, a, a familiar name. Uh, but you have guys like Lofton, Edmonds, um, the guys, that, Andrew Jones, the guys we mentioned, ahead of guys like Kirby Puckett, Dale Murphy, Freddie Lynn, Bernie Williams. So you're talking elite company here. I guess it's it's just interesting to me. The point of the story is, unless you're an all-time great player, it's really hard to get in the Hall of Fame as a world as a as a center fielder. Basically, we just named ten guys who are you know all-time hundred greatest players ever. Uh, but then the other nine center fielders. Uh, I guess you have to be even better than just one of the best of your generation to to be in the mix here. It's a tough position to get into the Hall of Fame, and I think the other thing with these contemporary guys, right, is... Oh, and, uh, note from Bill. Thanks for listening, Bill, and checking <laughs> in on us. Uh, Oscar Charleston and Turkey Stearns, the two men I named, those are Negro League players, yeah. so uh, that makes sense. And, and uh, certainly justifiable that they are uh, ranked there in the top ten. This war is so accurate, though, for throwing those guys in there as well. I think that's sweet. Yeah, that's right, uh, because the, the Negro League statistics are actually being recognized by Major League Baseball now, so these sites can use them. The point that I was going to make, which is a, maybe a little bit, um, it's not a fully-fledged, it's a little bit of a half-baked idea here. Yeah, Center field is such an iconic defensive position, right? and a lot of like Willie Mays' and Ken Griffey Jr.'s uh, legacy is built on just them playing center field and there's sort of a mythical quality to that because back then particularly when guys like Willie Mays or Tris Speaker were playing right we didn't really have any way to measure right how good these guys are at playing center field right 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 and, guys, and, and that's the other part about this too we talked about all the various changes in the game now just in terms of first of all having the most elite defensive performer you can in center field it's a different type of guy that's going to play there. Most of the time, that guy's going to have probably offensive deficiencies you're sacrificing to be this guy who covers all this ground. The other thing is the load management part, though, too. Kristen Yelich could probably play center field at a fine level. Sure. But you put him in left field because he can be a good left fielder, and he's a plus-plus as a left fielder and a hitter. Mookie Betts is Mookie, the I one. Mean, exactly, right? Yeah. Betts could absolutely play center field, but he doesn't so because you want to take a little tread off the tires. That's right, and... I think the other thing is, like, Jim Edmonds, Kenny Lofton, Andrew Jones, they came around right when defensive metrics were starting to become a thing. Yes. And so by those metrics, those guys rate out as, you know, as good as Willie Mays. I mean, they're the best defensive center fielders of their generation. But I think it's a lot harder for people to trust those numbers, ironically, uh, than it is for people to just trust that Willie Mays was the greatest defensive center fielder <laughs> right. of the 50s. Right. 
New Orleans Daily ESPN Radio, we're up against it. One last note from Bill, and this brings this conversation full circle. He said, you want to know what's going to give Andrew Jones a Hall of Fame bounce when his kid gets to the majors? We started talking about this because we were opening this box of Bowman baseball cards. There's a one-of-one Drew Jones uh, in this box. That's what got us started talking about this whole thing, so that will come uh, full circle. I agree. If Andrew Jones' son gets into the Hall of Fame, it will certainly be a boost for his Hall of Fame candidacy. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. A business angle with Justin Angle, the overlay between business and sports. I don't know if you heard. I don't know how you could have missed it. The PGA Tour and Live Golf have merged. What does it all mean? Plus, what's eluding Nikola Jokic from a marketing standpoint? We shall discuss. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 